One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Is it normal that my nipples hurt so much? Is it normal that I'm incredibly congested and snoring like a foghorn? Is it normal to have a dead leg? Is it normal to feel hornier than you have ever felt in your entire life? Hello and welcome to Is It Normal? The Pregnancy Podcast. I'm Jessie Ware and this is hopefully a little bit of a helping hand to help you through your weeks of pregnancy. We're at 10 to 12 weeks now, so if you're there, congratulations. I hope you're feeling okay and not too rough. I'm 11 weeks pregnant, and I am really looking forward to my 12-week scan. It's something that we all wait for and feels like we've been waiting a lifetime for. I'm here with midwife Izzy Borton, who is going to go through some of the symptoms I have had and some that other people may be experiencing at the moment. I feel like it's it's a funny balance between excitement to have the scan and complete nerves and if you haven't had a viability um, scan already this scan will be the first time that you'll meet your little baby hi izzy how are you hiya i'm good thank you good can i go through some of my symptoms with you yeah of course right so i've had a really bad cold and i'm too scared to take anything i've read that you are allowed to take paracetamol but i felt funny and nervous about doing it are you allowed to take drugs when you've got a cold during pregnancy? Yeah, so of course, you know, it is common to get coughs and colds and things. And in early pregnancy, it is, ap- well, throughout pregnancy, it's absolutely safe to take paracetamol. That is definitely one of the medications we know is safe in pregnancy. It's best to avoid kind of general cold and flu um, medications that might contain other medications, especially we recommend that you really avoid ibuprofen in pregnancy because that can affect um the baby's development okay Uh, but paracetamol is safe and you can try kind of your regular cold and flu remedies like making sure you're getting plenty of fluids hot water with honey and lemon that kind of thing bleeding gums my gums have gone bananas with the bleeding and I'm flossing and I'm trying to take Corsodil. Is it is it normal to get bleeding gums at this stage or throughout your pregnancy? So yeah, some women do find that their their gums bleed a little bit or that they develop other kind of dental issues in pregnancy. And what I would say is it's a really good time to have a checkup with your dentist. Um, you know, for them to just kind of make sure that everything is is okay there and you are entitled to free dental treatment 
when you're pregnant and up until the first year of your baby's life. So if you ask your midwife at uh, your booking appointment, she'll be able to do a form called the maternity exemptions form for you. And then that entitles you to your free dental care. Amazing. Acid reflux. Oof, I've had that loads this week. It may be because I've been enjoying myself and my my carby uh cheesy diet I don't know um but acid reflux is that quite common um and normal at this stage of pregnancy and throughout yeah it is it's um so at the beginning of pregnancy it's due to a hormone called progesterone and it kind of relaxes um your smooth muscle in your body so that includes the little flap that keeps your stomach contents down Um, and so if that's kind of relaxed a little bit then you do find you get a bit of acid reflux or heartburn so best thing to do to kind of try to manage that is um kind of eating small smaller meals more frequently so you're not kind of having big meals you can take things like gaviscon or rennie you know those kind of normal remedies and to be honest it it kind of that's something that if you're getting it now it's probably not going to resolve if anything it might get worse because as your baby gets bigger towards the end of pregnancy that kind of pushes makes less room for your stomach it pushes everything up so um it's good good idea to get on top of that and if you're really suffering um like if it's making you vomit or it's it's really uh, troubling you then you can always see a gp and see if they can prescribe you a suitable medication to help So are there any other symptoms that you've come across at this stage of pregnancy that seem quite common that maybe people think aren't that common and not that normal? What are those other symptoms, Izzy? Yeah, so you might still be having a bit of nausea and sickness and we hope that that will kind of resolve by around 12 weeks but for Uh some women it doesn't Um, and you might have a bit of an aversion to certain foods and smells Um, some women also get an increase in saliva (laughs) so that's a bit of an odd one but it does kind of happen Um, so that can kind of be combined with the nausea a bit unpleasant but it is normal and then uh, you might also notice some changes in your breasts um, so you might notice that your nipples are darkening or like the areola around where your nipple is is darkening and you might notice some kind of blue veins appearing on your breasts and also you have something called sebaceous glands on your nipples they're like little pink nodules and those become a bit more apparent and it's it's all due to hormones and increased blood flow so your breasts are preparing to be able to to feed your baby and but but I heard with the areola it gets darker because it's, and this is later down the line, but when you, you know, when your baby's out, mm-hmm. because your baby doesn't have the best sight at the beginning, it's a way of them being able to navigate their way to the bosom more easily to be able to see this very dark nipple. Is that right? Or is that just a very yeah. romantic idea? No, that, well, that is what we we think is the reason why and also um you may notice um as your pregnancy develops a kind of dark line down the middle of your tummy as well and that's thought to also be this kind of pathway um to the breast that your baby can navigate oh that's very sweet it makes me like the idea of having a huge dark line down my stomach my big <laughs> bulging stomach um a little bit more um thank you izzy any other quite common or not so common symptoms that we should mention yeah so some women find that they get some kind of pains or 
cramps around the side of their tummy so you might have some stomach cramps if you're a bit constipated or bloated which I think you've talked about uh, in your previous episode but um, with some of the pains you feel it's actually because um, the ligaments of the uterus are stretching and if it's your first baby the first time um, that your uterus is expanding and, and growing so those little twinges can feel a bit uncomfortable at times and they tend to be more round towards the side of your tummy but if you're finding that you have stomach pain that you know doesn't ease or it's really severe especially if you have any spotting or bleeding then you do need to speak to your midwife or doctor so me being in third pregnancy my uterus is just baggy now and probably doesn't get that round ligament pain just because it's, well, it's it's stretched the fuck out isn't it so yeah yeah I mean I think your your uterus has um you know accommodated a, a couple of passengers so maybe that's why you're not getting that one okay thanks Izzy um, now, Izzy, we're talking about 10 to 12 weeks and people talk about the 12-week scan. But what I've learned is that the 12-week scan doesn't actually happen necessarily at 12 weeks on the dot because firstly, the midwife may not know that you are 12 weeks, you may be less. Why It's actually the 12 to 14 weeks. So people will be probably having an appointment that's been booked for their 12-week scan. But what should they be expecting from that 12-week scan? Yeah, so with the 12-week scan, there's kind of two components. One is it's a dating scan. So it's to see how far along in pregnancy you are, uh, whether you're expecting one baby or, or maybe more than one baby and baby's development up until that point. Also, the kind of location of the pregnancy. So making sure that baby is kind of in the, in the main body of the uterus um, and not growing in one of the fallopian tubes although this would normally have been kind of discovered prior to 12 weeks and then the other component of that scan is that it's um, you're offered screening uh, for down syndrome edwards syndrome and patel syndrome and those are some chromosomal abnormalities Uh, so the screening can occur between kind of 10 and 14 weeks but it tends to be yeah around that's why we kind of call it the 12 week as as a bit of an average there and why does it need to be within that window of kind of 10 to 14 weeks what is so vital what do you is it like you lose accuracy as as soon as you pass the 14 week window so what uh, the components of that screening test are um one of the things we're doing is we're well the sonographer will be measuring um, a bubble of fluid on the back of the baby's neck which is called the nuchal translucency and we know that in babies with one of these chromosomal syndromes the measurement of that bubble of fluid tends to be kind of increased and then the other things that we're testing are we're taking a sample of the mother's blood and we're testing for some placental hormones that are present And then also combining those two screening results with the mum's age. So you've got those kind of three components there. And what that does is it enables us to calculate a chance of you having a baby with one of those conditions. So you'll be given uh, one in however many chance of having a baby with Down syndrome and Edwards and Patel syndrome. If that likelihood is high, so if it's greater than one in 150, you'll be offered kind of 
diagnostic testing. So the important thing to note about the screening is it does not tell you whether your baby definitely has one of these conditions. It just tells you the chance and then if it's a high chance then you'll be offered that kind of more invasive testing. So as with all screening it is your choice to have this Um, so have a think about it before you go for that scan about whether you want to have the screening um, and ask your midwife at the booking appointment if you have any questions about it because you can still just have you know the 12-week scan but not have the screening for the Downs, Edwards and Patel syndrome. I guess lots of people will have heard of Down syndrome but the other two may not be so common to people's knowledge so Can you explain a little bit more about them and are they that common or quite rare? They are both really rare and like with Down syndrome, they are to do with the number of chromosomes a baby has, which then results in these conditions, but they are incredibly rare. Now I want to go about, you know, so many people talk about cravings and I've definitely needed a tuna melt recently. Like I I needed it so much so that I did an emergency shop and told my whole family that they needed to try a tuna melt. And it it was quite manic, this approach to the tuna melt, which I know I'm only supposed to have two tins of tuna a week. And of course, that's what I'm craving. Um, Cravings. Myth necessity. Is the craving uh, something that you really need in your body? Um, can you go through it a little bit more? Yeah, so I think with cravings, it's, there's lots of kind of um, ideas around why that happens. And some of it might be in terms of like a from a evolutionary perspective or biological perspective, you think, well, if you're craving certain foods, then it's because your body's wanting certain nutrients. Um, there are, you know, some people crave really bizarre things like soil and washing up powder and really odd things have you met people like that (laughs) yeah I had a woman who um well I looked after a woman who was drinking well she was eating um what was it it was palm olive honey and milk soap and she was drinking it and we had to check if it was toxic because she just had this absolute crazy craving for I mean I like that palm olive Uh, I I do (laughs) like it I don't want to drink it but yeah I I, you know I I know it was she okay I think it's she was fine we kind of weaned her off the uh (laughs) palm olive (laughs) in time that's amazing oh my Um, god but yeah I mean the actual kind of function of these cravings is a little bit unknown, to be honest. It's very interesting stuff. The, the pregnant body um, and how it works and what it does to you, there's so much to discuss. So Izzy, what's happening to the baby at this point of pregnancy? By 10 weeks, what was an embryo is now kind of classified as a fetus. And by 12 weeks, pretty much the the fetus is fully formed. So all the organs, muscles, arms and legs, bones and sex organs have developed. And they've obviously still got a way to, to go till the end of the pregnancy in terms of that development, but they are all there. And um, you would also, by this stage, find that the baby's ears are starting to develop and their ear canals, their upper lip and nostrils um if you were to have a scan you would you would probably be able to see those features eyelids have kind of met and fused so your baby's eyes stay 
closed and their heart is fully formed um, and beating and it's quite fast their heart so on average at this stage it beats around 180 times a minute which is two to three times faster than your heart interesting let's go like the clappers yeah <laughs> you'll notice that when you go for your 12 week scan they'll play you a little clip of baby's heart and it is um, really fast now uh, there's also something that i'd like to debunk I heard if it's a galloping sound, then it's going to be a boy. If it's a train sound, it's a girl. Is any of this stuff correct? I think that might be um, one of the many kind of adding to the, the myths of trying to determine gender. Um, you'll find as well people comment on the size and shape of your bump and things like that. But I don't know if there's been any research studies into that that, I, that can confirm or deny. Have you got a good uh, success rate with guessing the baby's gender? I think I like to think I do. Um, <laughs> don't we all? Often I feel I get a bit of a, a sixth sense in uh, during, sometimes during labour, I get a feeling... But, um, I mean, you, you've always got a 50% chance of, of being yeah. correct there. And it's win-win, <laughs> really, isn't it? So. Exactly. So it's just to note that, you know, although the external genitalia of the baby has formed by this point, you wouldn't actually be able to see on scan whether you're having a boy or a girl. This is quite a fun fact. So by this stage, your baby is passing urine and they also have learned to swallow. They've also started swallowing. So essentially what happens is the baby passes urine into the amniotic fluid and the majority of your amniotic fluid is your baby's urine. And then they drink it and they recycle it. They're like Madonna. Oh no, what's Madonna been doing? Madonna <laughs> used to drink her own urine, didn't she? Oh God. That? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you've got a little kind of imagine you um, passing urine, swallowing that, recycling it, increasing the as the kidneys develop as well. Then the amniotic fluid kind of increases because they're passing greater volumes of fluid. So that's a bit of a fun fact for you as well. Can, Can the baby taste anything that we are eating yet? So, you know, if you're going to give have a delicious curry or you're going to have a really good, I don't know, spag bowl, they're going to get a little bit of a penchant for that stuff or is that not happening yet? I mean, I I really wish that were true. Um, what I would say <laughs> is that the placenta has um, generally kind of taken over by 12 weeks. Um, so up until this point, um, your hormones have been kind of sustaining the pregnancy and then the placenta has has implanted and developed so the placenta essentially provides your your baby with nutrition oxygenation and also gets rid of any waste products so I I would say that you know your baby is getting uh, nutrition via the placenta but I'm not sure if they're getting their own tiny portion of spag bowl (laughs) damn Thank you so much, Izzy. Pleasure to chat to you. Pleasure to find out what's going on with our bodies, with the baby, and to just reassure us a little bit this week. Thank you. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure to chat to you about everything. So I hope that's helped with what you can expect at the scan that's coming up for you. I hope you're feeling all right. I hope those nerves aren't too overwhelming and you'll soon be able to hopefully be reassured that everything's okay. I'm sending you loads of love and hoping that it all goes well at the scan. Take care and we will see you very soon.
If you are enjoying Is It Normal, the pregnancy podcast, we would love to hear from you. Review it if you fancy, or you can just give it a little like or subscribe. It all really, really helps to build the community of other pregnant women that are going through this too. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.